This is Shifting Our Schools bonus episode, Flipgrid, the past, present, and future. If you're looking to empower your students to successfully navigate our media-rich world, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for being a subscriber. And if you are not a subscriber and this is your first time at Shifting Our Schools, please do subscribe. Uh, Every week we send out a podcast talking about things around the ed tech universe, education, leadership, uh, and just what it is like to shift our schools here and into the future. Uh, To not miss an episode, please go subscribe. You can find us anywhere and everywhere podcasts can be found. Just search for Shifting Our Schools. I'm so excited to bring you this bonus episode. I was very fortunate that two weeks ago, uh, Flipgrid announced that they had been acquired by Microsoft and would become part of the Microsoft EDU suite of tools. As many of you know, I love Flipgrid. And in September of 2017, I called it the app of the year for the 17-18 school year. We use it here at Shifting Our Schools as a way for listeners to leave questions or comments about episodes on the podcast. You'll hear more about that in today's bonus episode and interview, where I got a chance to talk with Joey, who is the VP of Engagement at Flipgrid, and we got to chat about the past, present, and future of Flipgrid now that they have joined Microsoft. You are in for a special treat And I hope you enjoy this special episode from Shifting Our Schools. All right. Well, welcome back to another Shifting Our Schools podcast. I'm so excited to have a uh, special episode here uh, with Joey from Flipgrid. And uh, congratulations to you, Joey, and to the Flipgrid team uh, for uh, partnering with Microsoft, becoming part of Microsoft, the EDU network. We'll talk about that here in just a second. And uh, just kind of wanted to get an overview, you know, Flipgrid, I called Flipgrid uh, this past school year, the 2017-2018 school year, uh, in like September, I said, you know, Flipgrid is the app of the year. Like it is that good and there are that many teachers coming on board. So I uh, thank you for taking some time to, uh, to chat with me today just to learn more about Flipgrid and, and kind of what does the future hold from, from, your, uh, from your point of view. So thank you, Joy, for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Thank you for uh, for your kind words and for your support. I really appreciate that. Happy to be here. Yeah. So give us a little background about uh, where, when did you join the Flipgrid team? What's it been like to work at Flipgrid? And- yeah. So, so uh, my, my name is Joey Tarleson. I'm VP of engagement here at Flipgrid. And uh, I have the amazing job of supporting and thanking and empowering and championing the Flipgrid educator community around the world. So everything we do at Flipgrid is about empowering the educators in our community that, uh, that are working tirelessly to, to build a social learning environment in their classroom, to, to help all students know that their voice matters and their voice uh, can can help inform their peers and, and can, can make a difference in this world. Um, and really that's my job is to just work with these amazing, amazing educators and help uh, give them the tools they need to be successful with Flipgrid. Um, I joined Flipgrid about th- just over three years ago, three and a half years ago. Flipgrid started at the University of Minnesota. A professor named Dr. Charlie Miller created Flipgrid for oh, his PhD cool. students. Yeah, so, so he, he created it to use it with his PhD students. Charlie was uh, on a grant with National Geographic, and he was studying 
um, the way that super remote areas of the world approach education and connectivity. Um, and so he was uh, north of the Arctic Circle in Norway, and um, he was in Western Africa, and he was um, in all these different areas around the world um, studying education. And at the same time, he was teaching his PhD students in Minnesota, and he wanted to um, continue to foster that discussion element of class. And he wanted all of his, all of his students to be able to lead the class in the direction that, that they wanted to lead the class. Um, and he felt that the traditional text-based discussion forums just weren't adding anything to his classroom. So with one of his PhD students, Brad Hosack, he, uh, he hard-coded the earliest version of Flipgrid back in 2012 wow. um, for his class. Yeah, so he would go in and he would, he would hard-code a little discussion prompt, and then stu his students would go um, uh, on their computers um, and use their webcams to record short videos around those prompts. So those PhD students, um, like a lot of PhD students, were also teachers themselves, teaching other classes. Right. They, saw, they saw the value in this asynchronous group discussion around these defined topics and basically started asking Charlie if they could use it with their own students. And Charlie's orig original answer was, well, not really, because I'm hard coding every question and yeah. <laughs> uh, going into the lines and lines and lines of code to make this happen. Wow. Um, but eventually, um, there were enough echoes and enough demand within the University of Minnesota that um, he put together a small team to, to build a educator side of Flipgrid and allow educators to quickly post discussion topics. And from there, it just started spreading first throughout the University of Minnesota, then, uh, then throughout the higher education world. And eventually, teaching librarians caught a hold of it um, in K through 12. And teaching librarians are really the center of, of innovation within a school. Um, or have traditionally um, kind of morphed into that role. Yeah. And so they, so they started um, understanding and spreading the value of Flipgrid um, in really creating the social learning environment and providing an avenue for educators to hear from every one of their students in the K-12 um, space. And then it really just kind of caught fire from there. Hmm. Um, so as it grew, um, it got more and more challenging for the team to – I continue to make advancements to Flipgrid to support the educator community um, within the confines of the University of Minnesota. Um, so in February of 2015, Flipgrid left the University of Minnesota and became a private company based out of, of downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota, the same place that the university is located, um, where we've been ever since, up until uh, Monday, June 18th, when we announced that we are now a part of Microsoft. And yeah, as result, congratulations on that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, as, as a result, Flipgrid is now 100% free for all educators. So it's been a pretty crazy ride. And, and really at the, at the center of it all has been um, the fact that we make a pretty simple piece of software in Flipgrid. Um, and educators have taken it and used it in ways that we could have never imagined and done just magical things in their classroom um, with it. And so we're very, very grateful to work with thousands and thousands and thousands of inspiring educators around the world. That's so cool. I want to go back and just kind of break down some of these and maybe have some deeper conversations. And I think the first thing that, that struck me that you were saying when you're talking about the story of Flipgrid is that text-based discussions weren't working. And why video? What do you think it is about video in the learning process, uh, whether you're a PhD student or now you're a first grader? 
Why is video, you think, so powerful? That's a great question. I think it really comes down to the 21st century learning skills, specifically social and emotional learning. Mm. Um, in today's job market, and, and this will be even more prevalent uh, as time goes on, um, the ability to communicate and, and work with peers, but actually like speak your work is one of the most important skills that traditionally haven't been, uh, haven't been taught or, or maybe the technology hasn't been there to really foster that skill in a classroom. Yeah. Traditionally, if a teacher wanted to hear from every student, um, she or he had to you know, find a time in class to have every student you know, present their work or, or something like that. And it just was, was time prohibitive. And video really, specifically short video, really provides an avenue for every single student to speak their work, to reflect on class topics, to, to um, become teachers in and of their own right um, to their peers, where uh, traditionally that just wouldn't have been possible. You get so much more context from somebody speaking their, their thoughts than you do from them typing their thoughts. Um, additionally, uh, recorded video specifically um, promotes practicing and re-recording and, and, and honing your message to, to the way that you want uh, it to be perceived by the viewer, um, which is a really powerful um, tool in, in helping students get better um, where you don't necessarily have that with, with text. And, and not that there's necessarily anything wrong with text, um, but video just provides a different avenue that, that provides some rich opportunities that text doesn't provide. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the things that I really love about Flipgrid is that it does one thing and it does it really well, you know, from both a teacher standpoint and a student standpoint, uh, the ability to be like, you know, you're going to go, you're going to record a, a video. Um, and, and that's it. Like, you know, big green button. You can't miss it. You know, it's so simple. Uh, I think you guys have done just an incredible job of doing one thing and doing it really, really well. So. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know the the uh, the funny thing is, Jeff, that we we support educators that are um, working with pre-K learners all the way to PhD learners, and when you have that broad of a spectrum um, in your community, simplicity is priority number one through mm -hmm. everything we do, right? Um, like because because if we design for a pre-K learner, yeah, but we allow for the um, customization and and uh, and allow you to really take that very very simple tool and do with it in almost anything you can imagine um then we know that that all ages can can be successful with flipgrid yeah. and, and that it, it can present unique design challenges at times but it really helps root us in that core value of simplicity through everything we do so i appreciate you saying that because it that, that, is, that is what we try to do with every update we make to Flipgrid is how can we add the most value and the most powerful um, capabilities to Flipgrid yeah. without sacrificing that core, that core yeah. principle of simplicity. Yeah, and I love it because when I'm in trainings and we're using Flipgrid in a training or something, you know, for teachers that have never been to a Flipgrid before, I, you know, I send them to I send them to the topic, and I'm like, "There's a big green button, and you have to figure out the rest there." And everybody's like, "That's oh, <laughs> so easy," and I'm like, "Yeah, see, even teachers can figure out how to use it. That's how simple it is." Yeah. Okay. Um, Talk to me a little bit about um, the hashtag Flipgrid Fever. Like, was that something that came from you? Was that organic within the 
um, with just from educators themselves and for any listeners out there who have not been to hashtag Flipgrid Fever, prepare yourself when you go there because these are like the, I don't know if you have an internal name for them, but they're like flipper extraordinaires, right? Like these, <laughs> these are the, the, the passion of the beast, if you will. Can, can you kind of maybe talk about like even how that, how, how, how have you seen that grow over time or use? Yeah. So the Flipgrid educator community is a crazy bunch. The yeah, aren't most- they? <laughs> the most passionate educators that yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah, That's why I'm so grateful to get to work with them every day. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, an educator here in Minneapolis, Stacy Whitwood, um, basically randomly used the hashtag Flipgrid Fever. I oh, think wow. it was maybe I think it was maybe February of 2017 or wow. late 2016. I can't remember exactly what it when it was, but she randomly used it. It might have been during a Twitter chat. I'm not sure, but. Uh, but a bunch of other educators saw it and just started using it. And, yeah. and I, think, I think it just speaks to the passion that they have um, for really kind of getting through to every single one of their students. At its core, that, that really is the value of Flipgrid is that that student in the back of your class that never raises his or her hand, yeah. that student will share things to their webcam or to their phone um, in a manner similar to how they use social media that they would never volunteer in front of their peers. Yeah. And once, once you experience that, um, from what we hear from the educators in our community, that's when the flip good fever sets in. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and I can think of a hundred other ways that I could use this tool to get out of my students that things that I couldn't otherwise get out of my students. And so, and so that's really what flip good fever means to the educators in this community is is they're relentlessly passionate about not only getting through to all of their students, but supporting this mission of amplifying student voice and empowering students to know that their voice matters. And they'll do anything they can to help other educators um, find that same value and, and join this same movement that they're so passionate behind. Yeah. And I would just encourage anyone listening, like, again, if you have not taking a look at hashtag Flipgrid fever or to your point, Joey, like you don't know what to do with your kids today. It's a great hashtag to go and see what other people are doing. And the thing I think I'm always trying to to get through to educators is you don't always have to come up with the cool global project. You know, there are so many really cool global projects that are happening all the time that you don't see unless you know where to go. And I have been like, to your point, like just in awe that every time I go to the hashtag Flipgrid Fever, there is some teacher sharing some Flipgrid like, hey, we're talking about this book. Anybody stop by and leave their kids a comment. And it's just like mm-hmm. this incredible community. So you as a teacher mm-hmm. don't have to have all the ideas to get started even. You know, it's a great place to go, like you're saying, that you can go and see and like, oh, this is how they're using this. Or, you know, my kids can go join those kids. I don't need to start it. I can already, you know, have my kids join something that's already going. And that's the part that I love about global collaboration, you know, in education. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I would definitely encourage anyone listening that, that maybe hasn't used Flipgrid or, or is more of a novice when it comes to Flipgrid to, to search Flipgrid Fever on Twitter and ask a question. Yeah. You will, you will have teachers chiming in with advice, with resources, with ways that they've used Flipgrid, with impact stories. It's really unbelievable. Uh, and and it, it, it just speaks to, to how passionate and how supportive educators are in general. Um, you will be supported and you will feel part of the community. Uh, it's pretty special. And if Joey and I keep hammering home this point, I think it's because unless you've actually like been part of a community like that, it's really hard to explain. Do you ever get that? Like, 
Yeah, it's that. It's definitely that. And it's also, it's also the fact that, that um, Flipgrid is, is kind of a unique tool, right? There's not, yeah. there's not other software that does what Flipgrid does. And, and Flipgrid's, like, like, we've, like we've already discussed, very simple. And yeah. so at first, it might not be completely obvious the way that, that it could support what you're yeah. trying to do in class. Uh, it could be one tool of many that support what you're trying to do in class. And that's where, where the educator community and things like the discovery library in Flipgrid really can, can help you get some more ideas of, of ways that, that Flipgrid could help what you're trying to do with your students. Yeah. I love that. Can you maybe give us, um, and I'll give my example after you give your example, but what has been like your favorite project or global collaboration or something that you saw a Flipgrid used for and it just like, blew you away or it was just like this overwhelming like wow I can't believe we created software that allowed that to happen <laughs> oh my gosh there it's literally every day we see yeah. something like that it's like okay we created this software for 12 students to talk about about instructional design and about education yeah and it's being used for that it's like <laughs> every, day, every day it's something new so we see schools that are doing the weekly school news over Flipgrid. Okay. We see um, we see classes that have created state of the un or state of the classroom grids, oh, wow. where each each week they will have uh, one or two student representatives post in a topic for parents to engage with students. So students mm -hmm. reflect on what they discussed and what they learned that week, and then parents can chime in with words of encouragement. Um, I've seen schools set up back to school community engagement grids where every single teacher introduces themselves from home or with their pet or with their partner or on, uh, out for a walk and they share what they teach, what they're passionate about, what they're hoping to, um, to get out of the students for that school year. And then they share that with the community prior to school starting so that you as a parent can not only meet your child's teacher, but also every other teacher and admin and, and leader in that school and, or in that district community. Probably what, one of the things that I'm most uh, excited about is this movement that a, a teacher, Bonnie McClelland, created, which is called Grid Pals. So, so, so kind of the, you've touched on this a little bit already, Jeff, but something unique about Flipgrid is that your grid community, you set up a grid for your learning community and that right. can be completely locked off and private to your classroom or you can connect your class with other classes around the world. So teachers have been using Flipgrid to um, set up a grid for their class and a sister school in China or a sister school in Spain. They've been doing That's that for cool. years. Yeah. yeah, they've been doing that for years and Bonnie decided that she wanted to really help teachers make these connections. Um, cause teachers were tweeting, Hey, I'm looking for a school in Norway to talk about sustainability. Does anybody know anybody? And then another teacher would chime in like, yeah, Hey, I, I know this person here. And, and they, they would happen informally, but Bonnie really stepped up and became kind of a leader in this movement. She created a form, um, that allowed teachers to state what they were looking for and, uh, and what age their learners are and what time frame they were looking for. And, in over 45 days at the end of spring semester, or the middle of spring semester, she connected like 1,300 classrooms wow. um, over Flipgrid. Yeah, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and we've got some amazing things coming that will better support Grid Pals. We'll be announcing those on August 1st at Flipgrid Live. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and that's something that's really, really inspiring because it helps students um, – 
learn global empathy and, and realize that these students on the other side of the world um, uh, have the same problems that they have, um, are, are learning the same way. Um, yeah. They might look, they might look and talk different, but, but they're, they're just like they are in many yeah. different, many ways. Uh, and it's something that I just think is really, really cool. Yeah. I love that. And I, I'm, I'm so appreciative that, uh, you know, Flipgrid is continuing to support those kind of things. You know, I, I don't know how much you know about my background, but I was internet, I taught internationally for 10 years and it was all about uh-huh global collaborations and, you know, trying to get kids connected uh, globally. It's something we're very passionate about at Edura Learning as well, um, trying to create connected teachers to understand that you can do this. The tools are out there, you know, when you when and if you want to connect your kids, it's, it's totally doable. Um, I, I'll share with you my story real quick. It's not a global project, but it's one of those projects where we introduced Flipgrid at a teacher training that we were doing and uh, followed up with the teacher about I don't know, two, three months later. And uh, we're just asking the teachers to share what they were doing. And she was a a first grade teacher. And it was around, this is last October. So it was right before Halloween. And so she had her students, her students were learning to read with uh, expression. And so what she had her kids do is they would go into Flipgrid and they they would record themselves reading with not enough expression. And then as a class, they came up with a, using the stickers, they came up with a sticker system that, because you guys, I think, pushed out like just Halloween specific stickers right before yeah. Halloween. And yeah. so it was like, if you read with no expression, you had to use the like ghost sticker. If you read <laughs> with too much expression, like way overdid it, then you use the witch sticker. And if you read with just the perfect amount of expression, you use the pumpkin sticker. So every kid, every student actually recorded three videos and then got to put their sticker on, you know, the video that they decided was too little, too much and just right. And so here's this whole class of first graders. First of all, they're laughing at each other because, you know, first graders, like if you're going to read with too much expression, it's literally like over the top plus 10. Yeah, right. So they're laughing at each other on, you know, too much expression and too little expression and just right expression. And on the back end, you know, now this teacher has actual video examples to use as an assessment piece and talk to parents about, you know, here's what we were doing when we were studying, you know, reading with expression. And I was just like, to your point, like, I'm just like, I never would have thought about that. (laughs) The stickers to have the kids categorize it. So like, I was just literally like mouth dropped open going, holy cow, what an amazing use of the tool. Yeah. That is, that is unbelievable. And, and, and not to mention the fact that those kids are having a blast oh, and, yeah. and they're practicing their reading yeah. and they're they practicing they were, their delivery, right? They didn't know it was an assessment. They didn't know yeah, they were being exactly. They just were making fun videos and playing with stickers, you know? Oh, I awesome. love that. That's it amazing. Um, a couple of things is, as uh, I want to kind of get to, you know, you alluded to some of the things that we might be hearing about on, on August 1st. And I want to talk a little bit about being, um, you know, going through the whole Microsoft acquisition. Um, and I know right before that happened, and I don't know if this had to do with part of that or if it had to do with new laws coming out of Europe, but I just want to talk about the, the new password protected. Cause I know that was a kind of a thing. I'm sure it was a, I don't know what it was like inside the company, but I know as, as a user of Flipgrid and all of a sudden everything's password protected, 
uh, it was kind of like, ah, oh, part of what we loved about it was like, if you wanted it to be, it could be free open. You could throw out a link and anybody could comment on it. Can you kind of talk about why, why the password protection and, and like for somebody like me, and I know I, I'm not your case use, right? I, I use it as a way of, of allowing people to leave video questions on my podcast and now trying to have them, you know, I don't know, do you put the password publicly so people can do that? I'm just trying to figure out kind of what, what's the reasoning behind it and then uh, what are you guys kind of seeing or, or thinking about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the June 8th password requirement really was step one on our um, refocused initiative. Like you mentioned, Flipgrid has always been as locked down and private or as open as, as educators wanted it to be. Right. And we did that on purpose. Right. Um, but, but, but what June 8th represented was step one towards providing, providing significantly better control over access to grids, which we will be announcing on August 1st. So we needed every grid in our system to be in a state where our new grid launch pad, which we'll release on August 1st, okay. um, is, is um, the, all those grids are ready for that new grid launch pad. Okay. Um, that, that is going to eliminate the password requirement and it, was, it is going to provide educators everything they need to fully uh, not only amplify student voice, but also protect their student content. And it really was driven out of the fact that Flipgrid just got so big. Right. When, we, when we first created Flipgrid, it was this small little platform um, that you know, a, a few thousand educators were using around the world. Um, and we're very passionate about, but, but it's grown so significantly right. over the past couple of years. And, and as part of that commitment to not only amplifying, but protecting student voice, like I've said before, you know, we have everyone from pre-K to PhD students using Flipgrid. Um, we really decided that it was necessary for us to take uh, the password requirement step as step one to uh, step two, which is really the, the fully fledged grid launch pad, which will provide a lot more opportunity for not only these very public uses of Flipgrid, but also private classroom only uses of Flipgrid while allowing, um, for example, um, guest experts to come in for just a topic, but not have access to the entire grid, things like that. So okay. we, re we really wanted to um, refocus that energy around how can we provide the best experience within Flipgrid for educators, students, parents, families, um, while not making it either completely open or completely closed. So, so June 8th, the password requirement was step one. August 1st, Flipgrid Live will kind of flip that on its head and, and will really uh, supercharge Flipgrid for all of the communities in your students' lives. Sweet. Well, that's what I needed to hear. So if it's just a, if it's just like a, a month and a half thing, I can live with it. So, um, I was wondering how much of it had to do with like the GPDR stuff that was coming out too. I know us as a company got nailed with a bunch of that stuff and trying to, you know, protection and, and I'm sure you guys, I know you did too as well. Um, trying to figure out how do you work within those requirements, uh, as well. But I, you know, and it's so funny you talk about that. Like you hear, you know, every software company, when you actually exactly like you're talking about all of a sudden you wake up one day and you've got hundreds of thousands of videos and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, we've got to be able to scale this. So we just need to, we need a stopping point. We need a point where we can make everybody this equal so we can update the software and then move forward from that. So, um, I think that that totally makes sense. I just didn't know the reason behind it or knew that this August 1st announcement is going to be so exciting. That's going to be cool. So. 
Yeah, for sure. And you hit the nail on the head. And I just wanted to reiterate that Flipgrid has always been, you know, you've always been able to completely lock down grids, make them private. Grids are private by default. You just had the ability to make it completely open or completely closed. And we wanted to, we wanted to really double down those efforts and and provide for the different learning experiences that our educators were trying to provide for their, for their students without, um, requiring them in that process to grant full access to a grid or, or, or lock down certain uh, or allow them to, to lock down certain parts of a grid. So yeah. August 1st is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I'll look, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so let's talk about now, like the future, where, where does Flipgrid go from here? You know, you, uh, congratulations again on, on becoming part of Microsoft EDU. Uh, such a great announcement. Uh, I think it was just the week before ISTE, if I remember right, like it was a, yeah. a great timing. Um, and what, where is the future? Where's Flipgrid headed now? And, and what does this partnership or, uh, and I don't know, it's not a partnership. I guess you guys were acquired, correct? Yeah, yeah, we are hundred uh, percent part of Microsoft. Part now. of Microsoft now. So, what does that mean for for you, for the product, uh, for the company as a whole? Where, where, what's the future look like now? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, the near term is that. Uh, actually, let me take a step back. One of the one of the reasons that this partnership and that this uh, that us becoming part of Microsoft made so much sense. Is, is our mission since day one has been to empower the educators in our community. Um, and as we really thought about how we can better support this community, it, it became apparent to us that the best way we can support all of the thousands of creative ideas that we hear every day on social media and via email um, is to unlimit educators and really make all of Flipgrid available to every educator on the planet. And that, that's a challenge when you're a private business. Um, <laughs> hosting and streaming videos isn't easy or cheap. Yeah, I was um, gonna say, or cheap. That's expensive. Right. Right. That bill is. <laughs> right. Um, and so, if we really decided that that if we found the right partner, um, that this is something that we really wanted to do for for our educator community, and we've known the Microsoft team and the Microsoft Education specifically team. Um, for a couple of years now, we've partnered with them on events. We, you know, we've got a lot of educators in our community. They're also MIE experts and part of the Microsoft education community. We've got integrations with Teams and OneNote. Um, and so through this, through our entire relationship with Microsoft, we've seen that they, uh, that they support and empower educators the, the same way that we support and empower educators. So, so throughout the process, not only did we, push for, but Microsoft insisted that Flipgrid would, you know, sh- should this happen, Flipgrid would be free for all educators. Um, everybody that purchased in the past year would receive a prorated refund. Wow. You know, there's, there's a lot of educators that paid for Flipgrid yeah. out of their pocket, out of their yeah. pocket. And, and so that was incredibly important to both us and Microsoft. Uh, but the third and, and, and most, I, th- I think, you know, potentially most important point was that, um, that, 
both Flipgrid and, and Microsoft acknowledges that there are thousands and thousands of educators in the Flipgrid educator community that are doing amazing things with their students in with Flipgrid and in a Google Classroom environment or on iPads or on their iPhones or on PCs or in a Microsoft environment. You know, education and ed tech specifically is an and, it's not an or. Um, there's no there, there's no one there's no one right way to do things and, and educators know that better than anybody else on the planet is is you choose the right tool to support your goals and and we approach this to empower all educators not one subsection of our of our educator community and microsoft you know not only committed to that but fully embraced um making Flipgrid uh, not only free and available to all educators, regardless of, of what tech environment you're a part of, but but getting better for all of those in, environments, making tighter integrations with Google Classroom, improving our, our apps on iPads and on iPhones. Uh, and, and it just really was was the perfect um, the perfect uh, opportunity for us to better support the educator community. So to finally get back to addressing your, your question, we'll tap, yeah, what's like next it. for what's next for Flipgrid um, in the near term, or, or I should say part of the commitment from Microsoft is that to our educator community, um, nothing is changing as far as the Flipgrid brand, the Flipgrid community, the Flipgrid product. Um, Flipgrid will continue to be Flipgrid. You can still shoot me an email. My email address is joey at flipgrid.com. Um, you can still find all of us that work at Flipgrid based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We'll still be here. We'll still be working with the educator community. That's the only thing that's going to change is that Flipgrid, just like it always has, is going to continue to get better every day, culminating in, in Flipgrid Live on August 1st. And then, you know, the monthly or weekly updates that we release to the community. Um, after that, so so Flipgrid is going to continue to be Flipgrid. Um, I think down the line there might be additional integrations with with Microsoft, just like our integrations with Google sure. Classroom, and with you know with with all all sorts of other systems and pieces of software will become better and better. Um, but but really the the value that educators find in Flipgrid uh, will continue to be at the core of everything that we do um, for this community. Very cool. I love that. And again, congratulations to you as uh, somebody who runs startups himself. Uh, it's always great when you know you can you lower the hosting bill because now you have somebody that actually has big hosting servers to help you out do that uh, for no other reason, right? Like, and then everything else on top of that, I, I can just, uh, I'm so excited for you guys and for the whole entire team. Uh, it's been so fun to, to be a, to just watch, you know, from an ed tech standpoint, watch, uh, the service that you've provided to educators over the last couple of years. And uh, so thankful to you and the entire team for building amazing products and, you know, giving, a, giving it away for free. I mean, the thing that I love about Flipgrid is the paid product is great, but what you got for free as an educator, you know, before now it's all free, it's all free. So it doesn't matter. But even before, you know, that what you gave away free was so substantial. It made it so easy you know, for, for people like me who go out and, are, and who are beating the ed tech drum uh, to say like, look at this product, look what this can do, look how easy this is to get started with. And then once you're hooked, you know, here, you know, look, you can unlock all these other features that allow you to take it so much deeper. So uh, just really appreciate it and so excited for you guys. And uh, if, if we want to follow along on August 1st with that Flipgrid Live, is there, is it going to be on the Flipgrid website? Uh, of course, follow yeah. the hashtag Flipgrid Fever. I'm sure it'll be all a buzz, but uh, for sure. 
Yeah, so if you're anywhere near Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's a great place to visit in the summer. I, I assure you there's no snow on the ground. It is sunny and 90 degrees today. Um, we've got, in Minneapolis, we've got an ed camp at Flipgrid HQ on July 31st, and then we have a student voice conference at the University of Minnesota on August 1st, and then that evening is Flipgrid Live main event in downtown Minneapolis. It's going to be epic. We've got a awesome. ton of awesome stuff that we're going to be sharing. That's live in Minneapolis. Now, a lot of you can't make it live. If you can't make it live, go to flipgridlivestream.splashthat.com. That is the URL to register for the live stream. It's going to be live streamed on live.flipgrid.com, okay. but you can register, add it to your calendar. If you check Twitter on August 1st, you're going to see the live stream link everywhere. Yeah. You won't be able to miss it. And there'll be teachers tweeting about it all day and all night. So I love so it. If you, if you check out Flipgrid Fever or just follow at Flipgrid on Twitter, you'll find everything there. Otherwise, yeah, flipgridlivestream.splashthat.com is awesome. the way to register for the live stream. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. And if you send me that link when we hang up here, maybe just email it to me real quick. I'll make sure it's in the show notes so people can quickly uh, click on it. We'll... Uh, make sure we get people registered. That'd be awesome. So perfect. We'll do that. Joey, it's been great. Uh, thank you so much for, again, all you do for, for educators and uh, for ed tech. And again, congratulations on where you guys are headed in the future. I think, uh, I'm just excited to see what's next. You know, I'm always, uh, it's great to see when, when, you know, companies and products that you love are headed in the right direction, have a foundation in believing in, you know, what's best for kids and what's best for educators and education and being able to drive that forward. So uh, thank you. And uh, please thank the rest of the team for me and all that you, you guys do to support uh, education globally. I'll do that. And thank you so much, Jeff, for having me and for your support over the years. And, and for anybody listening, everything that we do at Flipgrid is, is driven by you. Um, your ideas, your feedback, your use cases that you share with us. So please keep keep in contact with us. Like I said, my email is joey at flipgrid.com. You can find us at Flipgrid on Twitter, social, anywhere. Um, we love hearing from you. We love hearing your stories. And, and you guys really are Flipgrid. You, you, the community defines what Flipgrid is and, and, the, and the different ways that it can be used. So, so please stay in touch. Reach out to us anytime. Cool. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Shifting Our Schools is part of the Eduro Learning Podcast Network. For more great content, visit sospodcast.org or follow us at Eduro Learning on Facebook and Twitter. Leave a review, rate, and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.